Hello, it is Friday, October 4th, 2019. Co-host Matt Hasselbeck today. We dive into everything and Friday bangers. When I say this, I mean this. There's some incredible stories from a lot of Matt's past, and also Joe Flacco makes an appearance. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me, by the way? Big get. Incredible get. <laughs> Joe Flacco makes an appearance on today's show. I forgot all about that. Out of nowhere. Also out of nowhere, maybe make a decision today that's going to improve your life. Decide to go see a live event. And when you do that, you only go to one ticket buying platform, and that's SeatGeek, because they're the greatest ticket buying platform on planet Earth and the moon. moon. That's right. If you're going to get tickets on the moon or on planet Earth, you go through SeatGeek, because SeatGeek scans all the other ticket buying platforms to make sure you're getting the best tickets at the best value. Pat, do they have tickets to concerts? Yes, they do. Do they have tickets to theaters? Yep. How about any type of sporting event? Yep. Anything that has tickets, SeatGeek has tickets for you, and they're at the best price. Right now, use promo code PAT, get $10 off your first order. Promo code McAfee, $20 off your first order. Wow. 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 SeatGeek are a great group of humans selling great tickets to incredible folks like yourself that you're listening right now. And I think these conversations that we have today are going to be worth your time that you've invested in this show. We don't always put out heaters, do we? No, no. No. Today's a good one, though. Let's get to it. Matt, I might look like I'm talking like this, but I'm talking to you. We're like Mahomes. You're like a Mahomes. No look. <laughs> no, no look interview down there. No look. Rex Ryan said that you cheated because you did a no look left through right as opposed to look right through left. Just something to talk about. No, that's not true. Rex is the actually the only person that didn't hit a target that day. By the way, impressive. And I only threw one. Impressive throws by the countdown crew. So Adam Schefter was actually aiming for the second plate and hit the third plate. (laughs) (laughs) But I do that in pool. Like I just, you know, swing and, you know, and like whatever. Billiards? Yeah, billiards. Whatever pocket it goes in. It doesn't count then. Yeah, to me it counts. No, you don't. You don't come. You don't come into my pool hall and do that bullshit where you're just knocking balls into holes. That doesn't. Yeah, that's me. That's me. Yeah, you nah, got to call your me. shot. Well, that was the thing in, in the no look pass. It was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. It was a great throw by you. And they didn't pick it up on camera, really. It's tough. Yeah, they uh, I don't get a lot of promo there. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but Schefter is so blind, like he can't see without his glasses, that even if he was staring at the targets, there's no chance he could see 20 yards away. Like, no chance. Is that how far it was, 20 yards out? It was far. It was pretty far. When I say this, I mean this. Your throw looked good. It had a little zip on it. Thank you. Had a little hu- little hum to it. Thank you. It was early in the morning too. <laughs> Why don't you go play quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings? Because it seems like they got a guy that everybody hates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't like you saying that. I'm just telling you what is happening. Can I tell you? Because you have been so deep in this ECU Temple game. I have been. I don't, and I, I don't know what's going on in the outside world. Well, I, it's like a two. I go hibernate for two days for this college thing. I come out of it, and then I get back on track with NFL. And I'm very thankful you do that because I'm <laughs> the complete opposite. I don't even peek at the ECU Temple game. I am so surrounded by everything else happening in the world. And the Minnesota Vikings, just a small little team in the middle of America, is garnering a lot of headlines due to the drama that is happening around their team. Stephon Diggs just yesterday at a press conference that said there is something to the rumors that he has to be traded, but he's not going to speak on that, which you just did. You literally just, <laughs> hey, Stefan, I don't know how to say this. You just spoke on it. And we, in real time on the show yesterday, figured out that the reason why Stefan Diggs is upset is because Kirk Cousins on the Kirk Cousins show, which we are avid listeners. Yeah, big fans. We love sure. the Kirk Cousins show. It's on the MinnesotaVikings.com website. 
he talked about how Adam Thielen is like the best player. He's the best wide receiver. He's one of the best players in the league. He has to get him the ball more. He apologized to Adam Thielen because after the game, Adam Thielen had the emotional response. He's like, we have to be able to throw the ball. He said it wasn't a shot at Kirk Cousins. It was a broad sense. Whatever the case is. Stephon Diggs listened to the Kirk Cousins show just like we did and was like, wait a minute. This guy's talking about Adam Thielen being the best player on the team. Doesn't even say anything to me. He ain't throwing shit to me either. So now he skips practice on Wednesday. Then Thursday he comes back and says, yeah, there's something to me want to be traded. This is a wild situation that I have never... I don't think I've ever been around. I'm not sure if you have. You've been around a long time. People just not showing up to work is an insane thought to me. That it's is a new thing. Yeah. It is. It really is a new yeah. thing. And it's, it sounds like Stefan Diggs is not backing off of it either. Like in that mm. press conference, he wasn't like, yeah, I'm sorry I didn't come yesterday. Trade rooms are all lie. He was like, yeah, there's something to it. I'm just not going to talk about it. So he's like building it up even more. That Vikings team, and it all surrounds around, you like that guy, right? More than that, though. Like, if you're a wide receiver, Mike Zimmer, was it week one? How many passes did Kirk Cousins even attempt? Was it like 10? Can somebody fact check that? 12? I think it was 10 for 12. What, what are your 10 for 12? So if you're a wide receiver, and you're, they've got good wide receivers. Stephon Paid Diggs. Paid too. Right, and Stephon Diggs and Adam Thielen are two of the best receivers, in my mind. They're very good receivers. Talented. They've got good tight ends, and your head coach is a defensive head coach, and he's saying – we don't want to. We don't want to throw the ball. And in week one, you you've been working all off season to have this great year, and you got this big money quarterback that can put up yards. He's proven that year after year after what? year. When he's put up like four thousand yards, how many years in a row? Like four years in a row. Who? Kirk Cousins. Check the facts. No. Yep. Uh, he's completed passes in the NFL. So listen. 2015 and 2018, four thousand plus. Thank you. Thank you. Huh. But you have a head coach. Who well, what happened? Because he's so listen. So you have a head. Well, listen. Here's what happened. Two years ago, three years ago, they were good. Mike Zimmer. They had good offensive line play, right? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to screw this up, okay? Because the years are running together. Yeah, right, I got you and not, Temple on me. On but it's not right journalistic. Intended. Basically, it's this. Mike Zimmer knows that the pass protection is key. His defense and pass protection is key. You can't get a sack on a running play. So he's like, listen, we want to run the ball. I want to. Th- I want to throw it. 12 times a game. Last year, in the middle of the season, they went up to Monday Night Football and played the Seattle Seahawks. I raised the 12th man flag. That's oh, that was cool, by the way. That's that was good piece of content. That might yeah. be why the Seahawks defense played so well that yeah, yeah, Probably yeah, yeah. not yeah. why. People are saying. People are saying. <laughs> yeah, people are saying that. People but are saying what that. happened was the offensive coordinator, John Filippo, called the game like a normal NFL game. A little pass, a little run. Mike Zimmer said, no, I told you to run the ball. I fire you. He fired his offensive coordinator the next day, Tuesday. Fired him. Fired. Gone. Because I said run the ball. So the new offensive coordinator. (laughs) Oh, this this, is a lot deeper than I thought. This guy, Kevin Stefanski, another young, bright offensive mind. Great in the passing game. Um, He's like, listen, you're the offensive coordinator interim. And you can be the offensive coordinator next year, too, if you buy into my plan, which is run the ball. So what's he do? Week one. Kirk Cousins throws 12 passes, completes 10 of them. If you're a wide receiver on that team that's been working hard all year, all offseason, Stephon Diggs, Adam Thielen, you're frustrated. And you won the game, fine, so like you're not going to say anything. So the frustration is there, you're not going to say anything. But now all of a sudden you're losing games. You lost to Chicago badly. Bear done. And they just were like, you know what? I think that that stems that stems from it. And like what you're mentioning to me too, there's a there's a – there's something to massaging and sort of like 
finessing what your words are publicly, like on a radio show. Yes, very much. And I think Kirk Cousins has been very honest and very self-deprecating. I like the accountability where he apologized about it. But the challenge is, at some point, you can overdo it and offend somebody else by accident which is what i think happened with and, and i and i have done that also right i have done that by accident i got kind of sold out by a um by a tv announcer they asked me one year they said okay it's third down who do you you know who are you going to in a critical moment this was the announcers for the broadcast uh, like our, pro, in like our, our production, in production meetings. meetings yep right which by the way i didn't know happened they happen on every game that's crazy to me I, I played in the nfl for eight years i had no idea they happened <laughs> so they you know so they'll invite guys in and so in this case it's a former quarterback that's calling the game and he says all right hey it's third and seven who are you going to in a critical situation games on the line and I had a guy that I had played with a long time in Bobby Ingram. He's now coaching tight ends with, for the Baltimore Ravens. And we had a bunch of other guys that were good players, but they were new to our team. And I said to him, again, this was a mistake on my part. I said, oh, I'm looking for Bobby Ingram. I go, I go he's my first choice, my second choice, and my third choice. Well, he of course. I overdid it there. I over, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to throw a bone to a guy that had been on our team that was shorter, maybe yeah. slower than the guys he was competing with, that I felt the the scouts and the GM that were trying to replace, they were trying to kick hey, out with the old regime, yep. in with the new guys that are like taller, faster, better at the combine. But this is a football player. This is Bobby Ingram. This is my guy. Yep. And so when I said that, this TV announcer used it in the broadcast. He goes, oh, when I asked Hasselbeck yesterday who he's looking for in a critical down on third down, he's looking for Bobby Ingram one, two, and three. So now the other receivers, they're upset. Yes. And they should be upset. And because it wasn't really true. I was just really trying to be complimentary towards Bobby Ingram. And in the process, I offended really good players. And I forget who it was that year, but it could have been guys like Nate Burleson, Joe Jaravicious. Guys that are very good players. And for sure, they just were newer to our team. But yeah, that can be upsetting to hear, especially when you're right. hearing it through a third party. Yeah, and I and so I learned that lesson the hard way. Like I, I screwed up. I screwed up. I didn't really feel that way. I was trying to throw a compliment to one guy, and by accident, I dissed somebody else. And so, to you, just hearing that for the first time, what you're telling me, Kirk Cousins, how he apologized to Adam Thielen, what he said to Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs is a very good receiver, and and it wouldn't surprise me if that was like. Really, dude? Like, well, and compounded with your, your team is a philosophy to not throw the ball and you're a wide receiver, and, and I think plus that, with that. And I mean. that's the bigger thing. The, the fact that Mike Zimmer is this defensive head coach that has a, a mindset for how he wants to do it. out, And he's he has the right to do that. He's the head football coach. But you've got a lot of money and high draft picks tied up in, you know, tight end, wide receiver, quarterback. And so it, it's just an odd pairing to – to have it what it is. That's a, such an interesting... Do you think Kirk will learn from this, obviously? Yeah, I, I, I actually think that um, Kirk Cousins is a better leader than people realize. <clears throat> I really do. What is this, dude? I what really is Matt Hasselbeck talking about? I mean, he would know more than I would, but uh, <laughs> Kirk, I think Kirk Cousins fucking stinks. <laughs> he's, he's a little bit... He's a Green Bay Packers fan. But too. I also watched him play in, in college, too, against Iowa. You know, I mean, like, there. I just... I don't know. I, I don't... Maybe... No, he fucking stinks. But, <laughs> well, but still, wait, just go back to go, just go back to Mich- dollars. Yeah, well, and he took less money to go to Minnesota. There were a team, the New York Jets. Yeah, we saw that him video. A lot more money to be their quarterback, and he took less money. Who were the quarterbacks at Michigan mono. State with him? Foles. Nick Foles, 
Brian Hoyer, Drew Stanton. Drew Stanton. It was like all NFL quarterbacks at Michigan State. I, I don't think that, you know, he was drafted. People sometimes forget he was drafted to the Washington Redskins when RG3 was drafted. No, Same you know, year. Yeah, this is why always the excuse. This is what I say. He was always like the savior in Washington when RG3 wasn't doing well. They're like, oh, we got Kirk Cousins. And then he got in and he did okay. But they're like, I oh, did good for the Redskins. They're a bad organization. He's always gotten a pass. And then when you get $84 million guaranteed, there's an expectation that comes. Now, granted... That, that's when the pass is out the window. Once you make a lot of money, the critique and the criticism oh, yeah. is going to go nuclear. Well, it has to. Yeah. That, I mean, that just comes with the position. I think the thing for him where he needs to get over the hump is he's got he's to do – he's got to play at the level that he's played for the last four years in big games. Yeah, like he looks in the scared. Prime time games. He looks scared. But, but, again, I think it goes back to head coach philosophy, changing coordinators, changing teams – Coaching staff. It's very interesting to me. Let's we'll get past that because Stefan Diggs did not stop the drama. He, uh, no, he, no, escalated it probably. But hey, but the, like he's a good guy. Like I know these guys. Stefan Diggs is a good guy. Adam Thielen, good guy. Adam Thielen, but like, Adam Thielen, great guy. But another thing about Adam Thielen is that he is like he looks a certain way, right? So you like almost like have a prejudice towards him. Like oh well, he's going to be this kind of a guy. He's a hothead. Like he's a he's a he's a wide he's an elite wide receiver in every way. Like he got into that trash talking thing with Bill Belichick. Yes, he gets hot. He yelled on the at sidelines. me for missing a putt. He yelled <laughs> yeah. at me for missing a putt he down in the Bahamas. You? Oh yeah, we were teammates. Me and him took on Del Curry and Chris Paul in a alternate shot situation. And Del Curry, scratch golfer. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul was struggling. Um, but every time we thought we had Del Curry and Chris Paul on the on the ropes, Del Curry would hit this fucking incredible shot. Chris Paul would hit a great shot, and there was like a four foot putt or three foot putt, and I just missed it, you know. And I just felt the eyes just look at me from Adam Thielen. I was like, oh my god, this guy just hit a three wood, three hundred fifteen yards. He is a great golfer. He is very intense, but he is a competitive individual. Competitive. That right? was on me. It was a bad read. I gave you a bad read. Yeah, I mean, my <laughs> caddy was four or five whiskeys deep. <laughs> Don't don't over apologize. You're 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 going to offend somebody. So else. I have a question for that. Uh, y- you talked about that earlier. What did you do to kind of make that situation right, or did you do anything, or uh, how did you find out that you'd wrong? Somebody? I fed those guys the ball. Like when I realized, <laughs> oh my god, these guys hate me. They no, no, no. no. It's not, there's an art again. There's an art to making sure everyone's getting their touches. Like you understand what guys need. I mean, even at one year I played. Oh, in, is that why Tom fed AB a- early? I believe yes, exactly. Guys 100%. were open. Guys were open. Philip Dorsett was open. Julian Edelman was open, and he was he made a point in that first quarter when AB was on the. Uh, Patriots to feed him the ball. And I said that was a good idea because you know AB, his personality, he just wants to be involved. If he's not involved, he's, he's used to it. Yeah. He's potentially a nuclear bomb if he's not involved. And the Patriots showed why they were smarter than everybody else. Literally, the first drive, they just threw him four balls. Boom, boom, boom. Here you go. And then for the rest of the game, by the way, they didn't target him that much. No. And Antonio Brown was. But again, that goes to the quarterback. He's got the ball in his hands. The play calls weren't any different. Guys okay, were gotcha. open. And then he was like, okay, got that done. And there's an art to feeding the ball. I was going to say I played with Jerry Rice at the end of his career. Uh, he is an electric interview. Loves tailgates. But listen. <laughs> listen. But, Rice-a-ronian but, tailgate. But knowing him, like knowing what he's used to, he needs to get touches. He needs to get the ball in his hand. doesn't have to be like downfield throw. He just needs to get a rhythm in the game. And certain guys are that way, and you got to know it. And as a quarterback – like, I would think Stefan Diggs is a similar type player. Adam Thielen is a similar player. They need to feel involved in the game. Calling 12 passes, completing 10 of them, 
Yeah, because you had Kyle Rudolph in there too. So that's three very talented and receiving they got, uh, humans. Irv, Irv Smith. Irv Smith, second round tight end. I mean, they, they got some. So you start doing the math, though. It's only like two potential opportunities to each of them for the entire game. So at what point do you shit can Zimmer then? Because what he is trying to do is completely different than what you're the building. organization is yeah. trying to do. It's a, it's and a, how does that happen, by the way, between an organization and a, and a coaching philosophy? I think they learned the hard way with their offensive line. It was actually through a tragedy. Tony Sperano was their offensive line coach. Really the only, like, I would say, you know, on a coaching staff, you put it together, and maybe there's, like, a few guys with offensive line background, a few guys with quarterback background, tight end background. The way that staff was set up, I think Tony Soprano was really, like, the O-line guy. And then, tragically, he passed away right before mm, uh, right before the season started, and they it just it shook that team. Like, they didn't – I think Tony Soprano is a great leader. Like, as a coach, he's also a great leader, and, like, that void was evident. And I, and you know, sometimes when you're looking at it globally, you look at the teams, like what you want to be, your identity as an offense, as a team. You want to play ferocious defense and defense and have a good run game. And I just think that that's a good recipe. But it's just interesting because you've got more of a cut it loose quarterback with wide receivers. Maybe it's not the right fit for that. I'll be I'll be excited to see what happens. The Vikings look like it's all about to kaboom. Uh, out there, but they got a great new. Well, and this is the true test. This is like the true test of like what kind of leadership and what kind of uh, unselfish play and that kind of stuff. Okay, let's go back to what you said about that guy selling you out on TV. Yeah, the um, and I it was an accidental thing. Uh, and, and no, it, I assume it was know. a guy. It's a little sexist to me, I guess, but it was a dude. It sounds like I bet it was Dan Fouts. Well, it was a. Is that was, who it was? was it, it was Dan a, It was an analyst. So. To this day, we don't have a lot of female analysts in college, fo- or sorry, in professional football, and that's probably coming. It should be coming. There's I agree. a lot of qualified I, people that could do that. I agree completely. I agree completely. Um, but you told me something, I think it was last week. Like, hey, um, you, you said that I didn't do anything, but something to remind or remember yeah. is protect those production meetings. Like, yeah. protect the people that tell you stuff. And that's definitely because you got sold out by a guy. That's yeah, for you, sure said, you said something, actually. I heard it, but I don't know if it was subtle. You, you said, like, one of the coaches said, oh, you said something like, oh, this guy's got a strong leg, but this ball could go anywhere. Like, and yeah, maybe but I think that I said your, it from my. I think okay, I said it from right, my. It so was then, from my your opinion, your your perspective just happened to agree with, with the coaches, the, the coach's perspective. Yeah. So I was just, yeah, I was protecting you, protecting him. Yeah, but that's a real thing because we learn this stuff in these production meetings, and it's like, all right, what all can we say? What can't we say? And then because if you lose their trust, you're fucked. They're never yeah. going to tell you anything again. And then they don't do the meetings. It's a very interesting balance of like, well, do they want me to say that? It's really, like, I'll just say, you know, one of the coaches, this happens a lot, but, you know, one of the coaches told us basically the first 10 plays, told me and two other people the first 10 plays of the game. Of last night's game. Uh, Of one of the games. And we don't. (laughs) It could hypothetically be tomorrow night. (laughs) Sorry, tonight. Tonight. So I know the plays. Tomorrow night. Last Last night. Last night. Last night. This came out tomorrow. It's a secret. Semantics. The the, the the moral the moral of the story is I know the plays. They're running a full Baruski? I know I know the plays. I watched him on film. Like we don't know if this guy lied though to Matt too. That'll be a test. But this is like that's what I'm saying. There is a you know, we're kind of in the business of football together as a broadcast crew with the coaching staff. One team, one dream. So so it is helpful to hear from them, hey, okay, what are you what are you, what's your game plan, what's your thought, what do you see? And then we're then we do the same thing. Like we're honest about what we see, 
you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, and we're promoting their schools, especially these smaller schools. Give us if they're nice with us, we're going to be nice with them. Obviously, it helps out a lot. Yeah, but I mean, I, I'm not trying to be nice. I mean, I'll call it like it is. I was, I think I was hard on the Memphis quarterback, like in terms of like his his throws. He missed some wide open guys, perfect play calls, and just balls out of bounds. Like if the ball was a grenade, no one would have gotten hurt on one of them. It's <laughs> <laughs> so just. Great line. You know, you have to. Was that line said to you before? That was, wasn't it? Uh, I don't know. Hasselbeck, if that ball was a grenade, nobody would have gone hurt. What was the butterfly line you dropped? That oh, was a big Oh, my hit. God. It was oh, a that banger. Was, yeah, that was, that's a Brett Favreism. Like every, really? Anytime hey. he'd have like a really nice fade throw in the back corner of the end zone with his like Mississippi accent, he'd say, That ball dropped like a butterfly with sore feet. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good line. Is there any more Brett Favreism sure you can I, drop I, I in the game? I didn't do that on purpose either. It just I didn't know how else to explain it. It was just like, oh, I've seen that throw before. And that was from the Navy quarterback. That Navy quarterback had the best first half. Ever. Ever. <laughs> and then he got hurt. And, and how did Vegas know? How did Vegas know that he was going to get hurt, that the, the Memphis defense was going to The two best how? players on offense for Navy got hurt. And that's really – that was the key to the game. But I wonder how last night's game went, honestly. Because here we are going into it. Vegas thinks it's going to be 11. <laughs> I'm thinking I'm thinking potentially more. But a couple other games in the past, we thought it was going to be different, and it got real tight. We've had some good We've games. We've had some great games. We have had some Did good games. Did you guys hear what the pirate, his gallbladder's getting a little surgery? No. The mascot's not. Does what? That, does that move the spread at all? <laughs> Supposedly it did by one point. Is the boneyard going to be less loud? <laughs> Are you serious right yeah, now? Yep. Supposedly the, the, the cartoony one's still there, but the real pirate will not be there because of gallbladder. On top of that, the... Are the you? Fuck <laughs> 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 It was some kind of surgery. I'm not sure what the surgery actually No, yeah, was, it was gallbladder <laughs> surgery. Thursday night football, primetime television he for He could have got team. that pushback. You can't have a gallbladder for another day, a bad gallbladder for another day. Parlay. Oh. <laughs> Pirate code. <laughs> Respect. <laughs> We're coming to you live from a plane... On our way back to beautiful Indianapolis, Indiana from Greenville, North Carolina, we interrupt this conversation to let you know that today's show is brought to you by the good people at Thursday Boot Company, a bootstrap startup that makes the best handcrafted boots and sells them direct to consumer at some of the lowest markups in the footwear industry. Thursday Boots tagline is highest quality, honest prices. Because they use some of the best materials like full grain leather, supple glove leather lining, and gold standard Goodyear welt construction. Just like the legacy brands that charge 400 plus for similar styles, Thursday Boot Company sells their boots at prices starting at just $149 with free shipping and returns. That's some quick math there. That's about $251 lower than the other knockoff bullshit that they're selling out there. Because of the great designs, quality, and great value, Thursday Boot Company has been featured in all of the best fashion press, from Esquire and GQ to Cosmopolitan and Vogue. I like Thursday boots because they're comfortable. They look damn good. And I'll tell you what, if you're a better price than the rest of the market, I love Big Fuck You to every other company out there, and Thursday Boots does all of that. With prices starting at $149 in free shipping and returns, Thursday Boots are the best wet buy this winter. And with their clean, timeless design and durability, Thursday Boots will keep you standing confident for years to come. While they don't do sales or discounts, head on over to thursdayboots.com and get free shipping and returns. Give them a try, and you'll have a pair on your doorstep before next Thursday. That's T-H-U-R-S-D-A-Y. B-O-O-T-S dot com. 
If you do know how to spell Thursday, these probably aren't the boots for you. But ThursdayBoots.com to get your pair today by next Thursday. We're at 32,000 feet. Zito hasn't showered in three days. Ty hasn't slept in three days. We'll be back in Indianapolis soon. And I can't wait for you to hear the rest of this conversation. Cheers. Make sure you go get some damn good looking boots from our friends at ThursdayBoots.com. Hey, the punter, though. The punter. Let's talk about the punter for I'm ECU. I'm so mad at this kid. His name is John Young, okay? And he has the best, I am not overstating this, the best mustache in college football. Nah, maybe, maybe, maybe. In the world? Wow, this, this mustache, <laughs> I just saw it in a meeting. Because uh, I was told by, uh, I forget who told me. Somebody told me the mustache was incredible on the punter. Oh, the guy that was tailgating for our show out here. So he's like, oh, the punter's got an incredible mustache. So I go, I go into the production meeting. I'm like, all right, I know nothing about these teams, but I've heard this mustache is fucking awesome. And Matt goes, he shaved it. I'm like, what are you talking so about? So he had a bad game. <laughs> he had a bad game last week. And so I don't know if that's why, but he Gotta had a bad why. game and he shaved the mustache. I'm so mad at that kid. He better have the biggest game of his life. Right? It's going to be hard for me not to bury him. <laughs> so when Molly, he, so have Molly, you seen that mustache? Hey, no, I'm looking. Oh, boy. That's a good one. <laughs> that thing's incredible. So Molly McGrath, who's our great sideline reporter, does an amazing job, educates us each and every day on stuff. It's true. She says, well, Pat, why don't you go and talk to him pregame and find out what the reason he shaved the mustache was? And Pat, what'd you say? <laughs> I'm a fucking bury him. <laughs> <laughs> I no, you said. <laughs> what? It was basically what you said. You yeah. summarized. Yeah. That was like, I'm going to. Yeah. I, I, You're going to go reprimand him. Yeah. It's like, what the fuck? Are you going to hit a bad boy? You're going to shave a fucking eyebrow? Like, what <laughs> you have that mustache. You you keep that mustache. Yeah. Like, that's not just something like I grow as a rally stash or something. What he has on his face is a work of art. Probably it, took several months to grow. And I mean, he, he was groomed he and he could, just, what, hits a bad ball? Ah, fuck it. It's gone. I'm he, like, come on. He dude. could actually double as the mascot tonight if he still had the mustache oh. legit Ooh. he looks like the pirate it's unbelievable it's yeah. one of the best mustaches i've ever seen he just shaves it off yeah because he hits a bad hey bud you're gonna hit a lot more bad balls i don't know how to tell you this this is gonna happen let's just not ride hey let's not ride the ebbs and flows <laughs> <laughs> okay let's just stay right here pal Jeez. that's good advice it's good advice it is you know what else is good advice oh Cito <laughs> just caught his first look at the mustache. How nice is that mustache? <laughs> that is a great mustache. That's what I'm saying, dude. I had, mustache wax. I had thing. fans out here telling me like the mustache is the best thing. Our team, yeah, we're not that great this year. We're uh, not great, but the punter's mustache is really all we look forward to. And I walk into that meeting, Matt's like, mm-hmm, not anymore. They got nothing to look forward to. <laughs> That's sad, dude. That is very sad. All right, I think we're done here, huh? Sounds good. Do we cover everything we had to cover? Oh, a couple bangers. Matt, what song? Um, oh, Nick, you can play pur- it Purple here. Haze? Hold on. I w- Purple Haze is the song that they're going to play tonight. Yeah, Jimi wow. Hendrix. That's the Boneyard song. Okay, so Boneyard is the student section. Brandon McManus has FaceTimed me twice. Uh-oh. Oh, Big Leg. Big Leg number eight. Great mustache. Denver Broncos. Yeah. Is he FaceTiming you right now? What up, guys? You better be hyping the Temple Owls up tonight. That's I'm recording a podcast right now. So. I'm saying with Joe Flacco. Hey, Mr. Elite, how's it going, sir? How you doing? <laughs> hey, hey, that's hey. a guy who has an incredible mustache, too, Brandon. You should have Joe Flacco grow, grow his mustache. Flacco has incredible hair. Can you have him say something? We can put him in the episode title, too. Hey, hold on one second. Flacco. What? Can you say something real loud into this mic so we can say you were a guest on the podcast real quick? Just say hi. <laughs> say hi real quick. 
I don't know about that. There it is. You're already in it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Joe Flacco, guest on the podcast. That's awesome. Thank you for that, Joe. That was very nice of you. Brandon McManus and Joe Flacco, join us. Hey, I appreciate it. All right, I got to finish this. Hey, Flacco, thanks for being a guest on the show, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> I'll see you guys. Uh, Matt Hasselbeck and Joe Flacco on the episode. Wow. Wow, dude. Are you kidding Two me? Amazing I got to tell you a uh, quick Flacco story. Well, he was a guest on the show. We well, heard from Joe earlier so today. It's Friday before his Super Bowl. And I'm at the Super Bowl, like whatever. I'm with a group of people, and we're driving along. It's Friday night, and we're kind of in this alley, and there's this dude walking. And I'm just like, he's kind of walking like Joe Flacco. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, I'm like, oh, look, everybody in the car. I'm like a suburban. I'm like, look, it's Joe Flacco. And we roll up slow. The, the car driver, like the limo driver guy, he's like, oh, is it Joe Flacco? I'm like, it's not Joe Flacco. It's Friday before the Super Bowl. He's walking down an alley. And, uh, we pull up. It's Joe Flacco. <laughs> I'm like, uh, hey, Joe. He's like, hey, what's up, Matt? I'm like, he won the Super Bowl. Do you want to ride? Yeah. I'm like, do you want to ride? He's like, ah, oh, no, I'm just walking home. Just went over to see my wife, you know. Wow. We got Where was that, in New Orleans? Was it in New Orleans? I'm not sure. Yeah. 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 Oh, you want, you, want, you want to know about me running into a quarterback in and, New Orleans? Like <laughs> do you want to hear about this? I ran into a quarterback on the streets of New Orleans Super Bowl week. Who'd you run into? I'm fucking Jake the Snake. I hate the guy. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Yeah, Jake, Jake Plummer. Plummer. You got big dog by Jake Plummer. Jake Plummer just punked me. I don't know. I was like, oh, Jake Snake, awesome to meet you. And he like basically like gave me like, oh, fuck well, you. You can't start out with someone's nickname the first time you meet him, right? Isn't that a uh, thing? I don't know. That's a great nickname. Jake the Snake Plummer? Yeah. What are you talking about? Especially whenever he's blacked out of his mind. I'm like, I thought we're, I thought we're in friendly terms here. Turns out that was not the case. I never thought you would hold getting blacked out against somebody. I, I win. <laughs> I, I, the way he acted. You of all people. Like if I was going to hold it against him. Uh, fine. Yeah, I punted in high school. I was all state. I was like, it's like awesome, Jake. Nice to meet you, man. He was just a dick. To I, me. Like, I like Jake Plummer. Do you? Yeah. Well, I hate him. <laughs> you're like that though. If you have a bad first impression oh, of somebody, it's over. You're done forever. See you yeah, later. Not forever. You could come around on somebody. There's who's somebody you came around on. You didn't like them at all, and you came around on. Them. I would say Joey. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go, Joey. Joey's a weapon. <laughs> Joke. Was he? That was just an easy answer. I don't think it's ever happened. I'm sure it's happened. Nope, maybe it's never happened. <laughs> <laughs> I was Nick and I were literally just there trying. Bob to Mack. Bob Mack. Okay, the guy, the Westwood One guy that does the audio mm -hmm. uh, for our, our new studio and stuff. Although he may be back on the hot seat. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he just every conversation we had, he was very negative. By the way, y'all, the, the most negative, the most negative human of all time. Like this is what we oh, can't half do. It, can't do it. Everything's half empty. Which, Bingo. by the way, probably. He's yeah. probably pretty right. He was a big undersell guy. <laughs> yeah, he was just everything was just impossible, right? By him, and he was the guy who was supposed to be putting things together. So everything was impossible. So I was just sick of it. I'm like, I don't need your I, negativity. Hey, I'm not in the, in the problems business. I'm in the solutions business, pal. <laughs> All right, I don't need that. <laughs> Me and John Taffer, we don't need your negativity. I was like, and I told the people, I'm like, I don't want Bob Mack on any call that I'm on ever again. If you guys need to run something through him, and then he comes back to me and is like, hey, we can't do that. It's cool because every time I open my mouth, this guy is just uh, every, every immediately shoots down whatever's coming out. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do a cold open for Murray. Well, Whoa, <laughs> I'm like, ah, I'm fucking doing it, pal. I don't know what to tell you. That's just how it is. Uh, you just need to. So that whole thing happened, right? So I hated this guy. Literally hated him. Never met him. Only over the phone couple phone calls so he comes out to the office 
And he worked for 72 hours straight, this guy. And I was like, you know what? With that work ethic, pal, I judged you wrong. I want to let you know I hated you. I think you probably know that. But I'm a big fan of yours, sir. I respect you. And hmm. so that was in the last couple of yeah. weeks. Maybe this is a new me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Maybe this is I a like new it. thing. What about, me, uh, what about Frank Caliendo? Uh, there's another guy, Frank Caliendo. I came around to Frank Caliendo. Yeah, he's great. Uh, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. He is. <laughs> now he is. Now he is. I think he's great. I think he's very talented. I think he's very funny. But he talked to me like I was a 12-year-old the first couple of times that I interviewed and had a conversation with him. And I just want to slap the shit out of him. Are we phone. sure it was him? Uh, it was him. <laughs> a thousand percent. He needed to be knocked down a, a peg or ten. He was talking they, to me like I was I, I, know, I had a massive show. I mean, my show was very big on Sirius. My toot, podcast was toot. big. It was. It's big now, too. And we can't even get on the fucking air usually. <laughs> but it's one of these things where he walked in and just started talking to me like I was a child. Like, he was. He thought he was Gruden. He's a veteran. Well, maybe he was Gruden. Maybe it was Gruden who called you. Nope. Or, no, it was, it was in person. It was like Mission Impossible. No. Pulls off the mask. No, it wasn't. And I, I almost kicked him out of the studio. Like, I literally was almost like, ah, but he's so good. He's so talented. So I'm like, all right. I, I like his ability. When I saw the Antonio Brown, I'm free, I'm free, and he's on the phone recording John Gruden, I was convinced it was Frank <laughs> Convinced. Whoa, he just took a paycheck from AB. How much for a, a phone call? Yeah, 35 grand? Okay, I got you. So he comes back in, though. Frank Aliana comes back into the studio. And he, like, uh, shakes my hand or whatever, and he sits down, and the first question I ask him, he starts talking to me like I'm a 12-year-old again, and I, like, basically just told him, I'm like, listen, this is not going to happen again, all right? You are not going to talk to me like that. I will kick you out of here. I do not give a fuck about you. Was he giving you advice? What was no, he just, he was, like, just being a condescending prick. Like, every question I asked him, he was just, like, talking down to me like I was a kid, because he did the Bob and Tom show. Give us an example. I can't. I don't even. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was like all based around like, the, oh, this guy's just a punter. He doesn't, you know, exactly. but, but not like, mm, uh, not that, like listen, funny listen, about it. That is a button you do not want to push. Well, especially like, yeah, when Pat, Pat's. I mean, he's a he's a great athlete too. But it's not like you not know. Not even that. If you've never played, there shut was, the fuck up. If was, you act like people there, that play, no, shut the there, fuck there, up. There was a coach. There was a coach that made like a little bit of a punter joke to Pat, just kind of like ah, <laughs> Pat punter joke, and it didn't. It, Pat was like dead. Like look this dude down. Like. What did you just say? And he was talking about captains. And we were like, oh, you know, who's your captain? And he names, you know, quarterback, middle linebacker, special teams coach, who's your captain? And he named somebody. And Pat said something like, oh, no, no punter or kicker. And he just, the coach, straight face, was like, you can't have a punter or kicker as a captain. Uh. And Pat was like, (laughs) silence. And we're all just like, oh, gosh, how is this going over? Is that right? (laughs) It was a joke. But my point was, that's a button. We interrupt this incredible conversation to let you know that it is much easier to get all of the things that your body needs than you could ever imagine. Are you busy? Are you lazy? Are you somebody that knows that your body needs more nutrients than it's getting right now? I am literally staring at Zito right in the face as I'm saying this. He has seen me start to use this product. He has seen me benefit from this product. And it's only a matter of time before Zito and all of you listening decide to get on board with Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens is just one scoop that contains essential vitamins and minerals, prebiotics, probiotics, digestive enzymes, adaptogens, and more. Providing you with convenient and comprehensive nutritional insurance that supports your gut health, energy, immunity, and more. They have travel packs that we use that make it especially easy to keep up with your healthy routine, whether you're at home, in the office, or on the road. No need to carry around multiple pill bottles anymore. 
Simply put, Athletic Greens can help you feel great every day, no matter what life throws your way. Bars. There are no harmful chemicals, artificial colors, sweeteners, or added sugars. No GMOs, gluten and dairy-free product. No herbicides or pesticides. You name it. It's vegan, paleo, and keto-friendly. And all it is is one scoop, and you have all of this incredible nutritional benefit. And right now, if you think it's time to focus on your health and feel your best, Athletic Greens takes the guesswork out of everyday good health and does it without compromising on taste or quality. Why not just try it? Jump over to athleticgreens.com forward slash pat and claim the special offer, 20 free travel packs, which is valued at $79 with your first purchase for free. That's athleticgreens.com forward slash pat. Start your day right and good things will follow. Shout out to Athletic Greens, making me a more healthy person. I always thought I was going to die young, but here I am living my best life. I'm living my best life. Just doing one scoop of athletic green and living my best. Ah, back to the show. Jared Goff. Yeah. You think he's going to go football, Goff? I do. I think Jared Goff's an underrated quarterback. I think he's really good. That's funny because in the back room here, uh, we have a completely different opinion. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you and I, Ty, we're, we're like, we're on opposite ends of the spectrum well, in quarterback evaluation. Also, what I've learned. Uh, <laughs> What I've learned in this radio game is there's no middle ground, right? You either you either love a guy or you take a stand and you let everyone know that that guy fucking stinks. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, no one remembers the middling bullshit. That's I, I've had bosses tell me that when I first got into TV. They're oh, like, yeah. you got to either be all in or all out on a guy. I'm like, well. Okay, Matt, so why is golf so good at home and terrible on the road? Ooh. Terrible so, on the road. You know what? I, I I don't know if that's true necessarily. Maybe this year. Statistically, it's true. last year it was. Okay, so this <laughs> ever heard of them? Stats. <laughs> 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 this is a fact about the Rams' offense. They communicate a lot at the line of scrimmage. I did a piece, Audible's uh, segment. It is uh, actually pinned on my Twitter right now. Ooh, and oh, he's got, and he's got like Halle Berry, Halle mm. Berry. Like mm. the, he's audibling at the line of scrimmage much more than other players. If you watch him, he's looking to the sideline. He's communicating. He's changing formation. Much, much more difficult to do that on the road when it's very, very loud. Very easily easy to do that at the Coliseum. So why? How come people won't say, "Well, that's just Sean McVay doing that"? Then people do say that. So in the NFL, the coach to quarterback communication system, the head coach, sorry, the play caller can on a walkie-talkie talk to the quarterback mm-hmm. until the play clock gets to 15 seconds. When the play clock gets to 15 seconds, you can no longer talk to the quarterback. Same thing on defense. The defensive coaches can talk to the middle linebacker or the safety. Whatever guy they designate, there's a neon green sticker on the back of the person that's designated. So some people say, oh, well, that's just Sean McVay telling Jared Goff what play to get into. It's not Jared Goff doing it on his own. Diggs actually said that. Mm-hmm. And I actually think like both are sort of true. Jared Goff is doing it on his own. Sean McVay is talking to him. But I didn't like it. Like when Mike Holmgren would talk into my helmet, like I certainly appreciated it. I definitely wanted it. He's a great coach, Hall of Fame type coach. But at some point, like, okay, I got to go do my thing. And so I, I think uh, I think – what the Rams do better than anybody is they take advantage of that communication at home. Um, but again, I, I, I still think Jared Goff's a pretty good player. Okay. Who, who polices that? No, it makes sense. They cut it off. 
Oh. There's an NFL guy. His job. This is his whole job. He sits up in the box. He sits there, and he may be like a retired official or something like that, and he uh, or maybe a, a college or high school official. And he sits there and watches. And when the clock gets to 15, he pushes a button and shuts it off. And oh, when well. the play's over, takes his hand off the thing. We don't have that for our studio. <laughs> <laughs> That's a button that every studio probably does have. Yep, every radio show in the His- continental United States. I yep. think in the history of... Of radio. Yeah, yep. it has one of those buttons. We, we don't have one. But the interesting thing about that is that when the, pl- <laughs> when the play is over, you can then hear the coach again. So there were many times where I would throw a pass and say the pass was incomplete or something. Mike Holmgren is talking to the coaches on the headset. Hasselbeck just missed that. Out. He'd be like, what the hell is he looking at? Like screaming like that. And... I will hear the tail end of it. You know, so like, oh. Uh, <laughs> you know, Hasselbeck like, is ice cold today. Let's nah, call yeah, some runs on this fucking thing. So he, you know, he, I'm just catching the tail end of him yelling at his assistant coaches about me. It's not a confidence builder, you know, for sure. <laughs> he had the tight end in the back of the end zone. I'm going to pull him. I'm going to pull him. It's like, oh, hey. And then, then, he, then he clicks the button, you know, like, then, then he says, he's like, okay, hey, keep your head up. We're doing <laughs> <laughs> you can't unhear what you just heard. <laughs> like that's uh, like in court. Whenever they like say something, they're like objection, objection. Uh, uh, can't use that in the yeah. in the thing. And the jury's like, oh, we just that, all fucking heard. Yeah. It. <laughs> we just heard what he just said. The, the jury will strike. They will strike that from the record, and you will disregard what you just heard. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely, I will. Well, you're supposed to. <laughs> Have you ever been? Yeah, when I was 18. I've been several times. Jury duty? I'm just waiting. I want to. What? Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to be in there. Who's going to co-host the, or who's going to guest host the show when you're gone? Rich Eisen. I like Rich. Yeah, he's good. I like Rich. I found a picture of you and Rich hugging from like years ago. It came up in my Time Hop app. If you don't have the app Time Hop, it's a pretty good app. It's like pictures throughout history. Yeah. Time Hop's been around for like 45 years. Well, obviously, it's <laughs> hopping through time. Obviously. Also, a lot of us don't want to be reminded since we did. <laughs> <laughs> so five years ago. Well, I found a great picture of a skinny Pat McAfee and a Rich Eisen with um, a good head of hair, and it was a nice wow. little picture. Whoa. Yeah, they're both. Yeah. What? Before we started working out, obviously. You're still a skinny Pat McAfee. What's wrong with that? <laughs> Look at that face. <laughs> that was the face you gave when Rex Ryan was throwing shade at Baker Mayfield. You were very offended. You were Pretty very. Well, we're 18 games in this thing. We're a little bit early to say if a guy's been overrated or not. A little bit early. I think to Ty's point, you take a stand. <laughs> you take a hard stand. Rex you're knows. all in on somebody and you're all out on somebody I love else. Rex Ryan, man. Yeah, I could see that. I love that, He's man. fun to go ice fishing with. I've done that. He's a good time. Uh, I, I don't even want to dig into this, but people are saying I pulled a swordfish out of Lake Minnetonka. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> Saw it. It's a Minnetonka miracle. Yeah. Yeah. People know the Minnesota miracle because Stefan Diggs was trying to get out of Minnesota. Yeah. This is a different one. Guy lives in Indianapolis, went to Lake Minnetonka, pulled off the Minnetonka miracle, pulled a swordfish out of the fucking ice. Hmm. Check the time hop. Check the time hop. <laughs> It'll come up. <laughs> All right. Uh, we do something called Friday Bangers, Matt. Um, I'm only playing this song strictly because I talked to this dude uh, two days ago. Let's go. His name's Wale. Okay. Mm. And he has a new song out called On Chill. I have not heard it. They were promoting it. His new album next Friday comes out called Wow. 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 That's crazy. Hmm. That's the name of the album. Wow. 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 That's crazy. I asked him why. It's because he was listening to it and he was like, wow. 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 That's crazy. How did you meet this guy? <laughs> Wally? Yeah. Over. WWE. Okay. He had like a. 
the WWE PR team around him mm-hmm. and security and his boys. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Bone Crusher was with him. <laughs> That's another rapper. Wale Z. I ain't never scared. I ain't never scared. You know that song? Very well. When I'm outside of the club <laughs> in a thing of a punk. You hit that note. Thank you. You really don't know that song right there? Have you ever heard that song, Matt? In my free time, I listen to exclusively the Pat McAfee. Uh, I respect that, but you should try this one out. Everyone. Boom! Oh, oh, you know what I do, Matt? I never said. Tell Tell Anyways, it's a little aggressive for you, Matt. That's a pregame song. I recognize that song from. Uh, yeah, that's in pre-ga- locker pre-game locker room. What was your pregame song? You heard that in locker rooms, no, Mr. That, Hasselbeck. That, that's like what I hear. I used to actually wear noise canceling headphones and pretend that I was listening to music. <laughs> <laughs> just so people want to talk to me, but leave me alone. Let All me right, so let's go to Hasselbeck's pregame song. Ready? We'll press play here. Friday mm-hmm. Bangers, he sent this over to me earlier. <laughs> <laughs> Silence. <laughs> what a fucking t- weird situation that is. You're just jogging on the field doing warm-ups just to complete silence. You're like in one of those commercials. <laughs> so listen, like, I, I'm, I'm too old. Like back, We didn't have wireless headphones. So like you got on the field, like you're like noise-canceling headphones. You had to be a wire oh, to yeah. something. And then the round CD thing. No, but if you just got rid of the cord and just did noise-canceling, then you didn't have to worry about the wire. T- the, the kids today, they got like, uh, you know, wireless headphones. They can do whatever they want. It's a big problem. I agree. That, that is quite an advantage. Because I used to have to, I used to have to hold my phone. I got, well, I'd get a quarterback sleeve. Yeah. I get a quarterback sleeve from the equipment manager, yep. and I would put my phone inside of that, and then I would plug it in. So then my headphones would run. Yeah. Or you'd have shirt. to put like one of those armbands on with like your iPod Nano. What's it called? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Showing our age. Yeah. Well, I mean, things have been moving quickly. They have been. They've been improving. Anyways, this is called On Chill by Mr. Wale. Album coming out next week. Wow. 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 That's crazy. Oh, that's crazy. We've been on a tragedy once. Why can't you agree with me for once? I could already tell I hate that song. <laughs> but I like Wale, though. I, I think like it's like a Netflix and chill. It is. Ooh, is. man. Oh, it's like a Fornicate song. It's like a, you know. Luther Vandross. You thinking. have children. It's like the new age. You have children. Netflix and chill. Uh, chill does not mean chill. Uh, I, th- I learned that the hard way. Not the hard way, but I learned that <laughs> by accident. Good pun. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Parenting, I don't know how you do it, man. The other day, uh, like a couple weeks ago, we were driving in a car, and Matt had a real like dilemma, a decision he had to make for uh, as a yeah. parent. And I was like, I am nowhere near that stage <laughs> of life. I have no idea what, what was you it? it. It was a Post uh, Malone concert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, guys, should I let my uh, teenage daughter go to Post Malone with her friends? Yes. And then these, these were the questions. Who said yes? Yes, absolutely. Uh, okay. I wouldn't. He Why? did, by the way. 
He, so hey, I said, look, yes. this is what happened I, in the car, by the way. In the car, you had like the more mature people were like, absolutely not. She would get such a contact high from being that concert. See, I'm not I'm not down with that. I mean, that's just the truth, uh, though. That's that. No. It's facts. No, so it was interesting to get everybody's perspective in the car. Yeah, you can't smother her. But you gotta be, a, you gotta be like a fun dad, though, right? Oh, that's the thing. Now he has to balance being a fun but, dad but, and not being an yeah. over strict dad, and but his I daughter am. getting made fun of for his dad being. Are you always a strict guy, or is Mama Hasselback the, the strict mom? Yeah, I think we're both pretty good, but we've got great kids. Like we've done a nice job. Like I think yeah. maybe it was you. You're like talking about her boyfriend. You know, like how do you deal? Like oh, I'm gonna have a shotgun. You know, like that talk as a dad. Yeah. And it was sort of like I think it was explained to me. Like you don't want to be the dad with a shotgun. You want to be like the dad of the daughter who would have the shotgun. You know. Yeah. Metaphorically, you know what I'm saying. Like you, you want to raise her right, so you don't have to have the shotgun. And I want to raise her so that like she's the one that you're almost like intimidated to be around her as as you would be intimidated to be around the dad. Quick stats here, by you know the way, saying? Hasselbeck's daughters are like the number one and number two female lacrosse players in the country. Well, we're, oh, we're, we're, awesome. we're, we're, we're overstating that. We're overstating. That. They're very good at lacrosse, but we're, that's a that's an oversell. That is, I don't think so. Uh, they have scholarship offers to. One's going to Duke. Nope. Whoa. Nope. They're they're both going to Boston College to play lacrosse, women's lacrosse. That changed. That decision changed because one was going somewhere else and one was going. One there. was committed to Boston College and then one was kind of in the recruiting mix all over the country, kind of figuring that out. And they're both going to Boston College. Now they're now they're both both going to Boston BC? College. Yeah, that's right. Yep. They've been in. Who's been in? I think in the last three national championship games. <laughs> Boston College. Has? Yeah, haven't won it though. So you, you know what the good thing about lacrosse is for me, is I know nothing about it. Yeah. So my ceiling is just there's a lot of room for me to grow in the lacrosse knowledge world. You know what I mean? It's like ECU. There is no ceiling of how great this could be. That's what I've been told by mm-hmm. the coaches. Mm-hmm. Well, you were told, and then you told me. Yep. The floor is the ceiling. Thank you. The ceiling is the roof. The roof. There you That's go. It. Honestly, ceiling is the roof. Mm-hmm. I said that last week, by the way. Yeah, you did. <laughs> it said on the air. So I yeah. didn't get buried as bad as I thought it was going to. So I've got great girls. They're awesome. Anyways, so let's awesome. play a little Post Malone here for a Friday banger. Yeah. And 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 I will continue to ask you guys. I'll run some parenting ideas through you. Okay, so is she going? She's going. I gave her the green light. That a guy. Yeah. The green light. That's a good song too by the Jonas Brothers. You like Jonas Brothers? She just went to the Jonas Brothers. That's oh, actually done. Oh, oh, oh so good. Here's bro. a trivia question, Pat. You know, because I already asked you. Don't answer, Joey, because you probably are into the Jonas Brothers as well. But <laughs> what NFL quarterback just went to the Jonas Brothers? Concert when they were in town in his city, I'm like, pro Pro Bowl quarterback, oh, like superstar, MVP type, Tom Brady, last year's MVP, Mahomes, Mahomes, that makes sense. Jonas Brothers put it on their Instagram. That's how I saw it, as they should. (laughs) All right, let's go. They used to wear purity rings, bro. That was all a lie. I think they're all married now, right? Yeah. Once the Game of Thrones. I mean, this is sensual. If you let your daughters go to this, oh, this is this is sexual. He, I watched them write that song on song. Like, well, somebody else wrote it, and hmm. then you get it. <laughs> I like them. I'm a big fan of them. Yeah, they're good. What are you saying? You're saying this is better? 
Are his songs like very sad? Is that a thing? Yeah. Very sad. They have, yeah. they have a, a one recipe. Okay, <laughs> it's an incredibly banger of a beat. Mm-hmm. He puts some auto tune on it, has some good little lines there, and then it's incredibly depressing. Yeah, mm-hmm. some bitch left him, and man, she shouldn't. <laughs> have. <laughs> and she has sprung him into a very successful music career. Mm-hmm. But boy, he holds a grudge. Hmm. There's probably a lot of people that can relate to that. His songs all sound the same, but they're good. They're all bangers. Nah, he's got the one with Ozzy Osbourne now. Oh, yeah. Oh. What? Where's that at? Yeah, remember we heard it the other day? Yep, there it is. That was one everyone tweeting. Uh, I don't know who this Ozzy Osbourne guy, but Post really put him on. <laughs> what? That was probably Hasselbeck's daughter, yeah. too. <laughs> I feel you crumbling my arms no. down to your Hey, this is a banger. <laughs> Who wrote this post? Oh, Ozzy for sure. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I see. Yeah, I see. It's still mad. A lot of breakup songs. A lot of breakup songs. I don't know how many relationships he's been in, but they're tough. Yeah. I hope he finds love. I believe Post Malone's dad used to be the team chef of the Cowboys as well. Oh, wow. Important. Team chef, very important. Oh my god. This is sad. I'm sorry for in you. I feel you crumbling my arms down to your heart of stone. Ozzy. This is Paul Snow. Yikes. Auto team. Yeah, and then it goes back to the sad stuff. <laughs> I was happy for a little bit. <laughs> I like his music, though. He makes bangers, but he's very sad. Hmm. I hope he finds love. Yeah. I hope he finds happiness. So I'm playing blackjack like 10,000 bucks a hand or something like that. He's doing mm-hmm. good. With Scotty Pippen. Yeah, he's doing pretty good. That was the uh, the night after or before? Uh, after. After. That was the night after Scotty Pippen dunked on me. Hmm. Just <laughs> gave me that. <laughs> right on my... That's a weird flex. Scotty Pippen dunked on me. Well, it was on national television. <laughs> what do you want me to do about it? <laughs> I heard that you're going to get in shape to play some all-star basketball. Ooh. I am. I am going to do that. And I've been working on my James Harden shot. And so what, what are you going to play? Like, what's your goal here? Set your I want to hang Much 40. like the Temple video, guys. <laughs> what's your goal here? I want to hang 40 In points. what game? In the NBA Celebrity All-Star So you want to play in the NBA Celebrity All-Star game, and you want how many points? 40. (laughs) Really, how many points? Why don't you get out? (laughs) (laughs) 
finally leave. You know those people that like put a chip on your shoulder? Yeah, that's what you just that said. Was just, <laughs> and I can tell you're blushing. Yeah, just it. wait until oh, I'm always blushing. I'm Irish. But wait until I'm just, I'm going to be in there with like fucking handles drill. I'm going to have a lethal shooter come by the office oh, next yeah. week. I'm going to be paying him to live with me. You ever seen that guy? No, I've seen you shoot though, and uh, at headquarters at HQ. Well, the issue is right now I've been doing a lot of arms, and we were on the road, yeah. So I kind of lost it for the moment, yeah. But I'm trying to gonna hang forty, mm-hmm. I, and I want to be able to yak too at that point. So I'm getting on some stuff. Mm. You and LD, <laughs> little Dicky feeding you the ball. I can see this happening. That's what I'm saying. Me and LD just fucking run the weave, bro. You know what I mean? Forty. Mr. Left hand banging the low post against Rappaport. <laughs> hey, would you rather have forty, like a boring forty, or would you rather have fifteen, but all highlights? Fifteen all highlights, yeah. With some incredible passes too. I want some nasty assists. You know what I mean? Mm. So Steve Nash will finally have some mm. respect for me. <laughs> <laughs> and so you will finally have some respect for Steve Nash. <laughs> so who are you rooting for, Steve? Nash? Arguably, <laughs> arguably didn't know who he was. Do you know who Lil Dicky is? Uh... He's from Philly, probably a Temple fan. Is the what's the context? Is a musician? Oh. No. Just listen to the words, Matt. You'll enjoy this guy. That's not him. You're gonna love this. Save that money. The whole truck is shaking right now. Sorry. I wouldn't mind if this thing blew up. I'm about to split a damn check for convenience sake. I'm at the restaurant working that way. You ain't heard a little day, your elder Jew biz major. Fuck you know about the world he raised in. I've been saving money since a motherfucker 13. I wear the same pair of jeans every day. Free sandwiches, homie, two stamps away. Book flight December, but I leave in May. Drugs are generic, but still work the same. I get logins for Netflix for my cousin Greg. Thanks, Greg! Have you listened to these lyrics at all? No, yeah, not 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 a fan. Not, not my. He's what are you talking yeah. about? He's talking about saving money and yeah, being. He's yeah. a financial advisor. He's I talking mean, about being smart with your money. Just you know, I'm forty. How old am I? I'm forty-four years old. Yeah. yeah. So you ain't about to split a damn yeah, check for just, convenience just, sake. Not my genre. It's huh. okay. At the end of that song, he said, um, he goes on an entire take about a waitress charging him uh, for iced coffee. Yeah. Uh, for the refill, and he said he wants to know how much the ice is worth. Hmm. Because you don't want to make me. You know what I. That's I, the only thing you making what? this a non-free perk. So, so like <laughs> as you know, in the weight ro- in the weight room in an NFL on an NFL team, like yeah. someone picks the music. Yeah, yeah. And you got guys from all different. You got guys who like country, rock, rap. You know, whatever. And uh, like a common theme most teams I was on it was not the case in indie, but like is. Uh, clean lyrics you know you're at work Ugh. whatever is that real yeah so like the Tennessee- i've never been on a team yeah well you were on the colts the whole time right yeah so in tennessee the tennessee titans they had a rule there i think it might have even started with jeff fisher um if you had like you if your music dropped an f-bomb or whatever they would like i don't know the strength coach or head coach or whatever they would take your because it was usually your phone you take it okay cool or if your phone went off in a meeting they would take it gather everybody up around and then throw it against the wall. That was the punishment. Yeah, for oh, phone phone going for off. For little in a dicky swearing, it's well, fascist. You know, for phone <laughs> going off in a meeting. No, I respect that. And, and, then, and I'll say this. And then lyrics. Car- Carly Ursay, I think whenever she got there, they 
I think towards the end of the run, there was a, a turn towards the clean lyrics, which is probably smart, by the way. You never know who's coming through the building. Yeah, I mean, you know. but for me, I mean, I'm trying to work out and get better at my job. Yeah. I wouldn't mind having Bone Crusher <laughs> I yelling at me. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I guess we can try to get Huntington Bank some more money out of the <laughs> while I'm lifting. But I mean, Bone Crusher uh, motivates me and gets me going. I'm assuming other guys feel the same way. Pat's a good weight room guy. I don't know if you guys have seen him work out. You probably have. But mm-hmm. Pat's a you're a very talented weightlifter yeah. workout guy. Thank you. I appreciate you know? that. I was well, a strength fav- and conditioning all America. Favorite exercises like what are those? Hang clean. Hang clean yeah and hand clean just so people don't know like power clean is one you take it right from the floor hand yeah. clean you start from basically right above your knee yeah and yeah. then whoosh, like up to your shoulder but yeah. not over your head that would be a hand clean and press yeah snatch too oh you, you like the snatch so no real, i don't snatch real uh, wide I, grip i, I don't yeah, like snatch for the knees yeah, yeah i don't yeah. like snatch i only hand clean that's it got it i, I there's only you know they say bruce lee said <laughs> <laughs> you can practice a thousand kicks one time or you can practice one kick a thousand times mm-hmm I did that with hand clean. So you would do how many hand cleans? One? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Max out day every day. Put all of it on there. Let's go. No, I, hand clean was the most beneficial workout for me. Very explosive through the legs. Good hip movement. Everything like that. I found that it was the best workout for me. A lot of people would say power clean, though, uh, is the tougher one. So hand clean is kind of a sellout move. I don't care. It made me pump all No, I don't think so. Uh, but... But um, so I'm just curious. Is that like a four sets of three? Is it a three sets of six? Is that a three sets of like five? I have no idea. You don't know. Whatever. Couldn't even guess. Okay. Till I got tired. And you? When's the last time you did a hand clean? Yeah, right. A year ago. Really? Oh wait, I, I did one down. Okay. So when did we do that NASCAR thing? That was like two years ago. Two years ago was the last time I did it. We went down to what was that, dudes? Uh, Charlotte to Hendrix, right? Yeah, yes. Hendrix Motorsports. Yep. So Hendrix Motorsports runs their NASCAR team like a college football program. They have a strength coach. Yeah. They have a campus. They yeah. have everything like that. So we went into the weight room at mm-hmm. the end of the day because I was being a pit crew guy for a day. And I had jorts on and tanked up. And I walked in there. And they have a hand clean thing set up. And they yeah. wanted me to do a lift with them. I was very hungover. And their entire crew is like football players, too. So they want Pat to really put on here. Yeah, they want me to put on. Like extremely all ex- hungover. Yeah, extremely Wait, Football hungover. players or football fans? Football players that are now in the pit crew. So they take oh, these former, college football former. players it, that, that didn't it. make an NFL and they make them there. So they have the hang clean set up. And I do the classic, like, what's the record? <laughs> so, <laughs> and uh, I just put 25 pounds on top of their record. And I threw that thing up a couple times in jorts. And I didn't... It was nice to know I still had and it. And like, how much is most you ever power power clean or hand clean? I think at one point I was up to like three forty five or like oh, three sixty. That's ridiculous. Oh. That's really yeah. high. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Good for you. Thank you. It's impressive. I'm surprised that's not part of your workout routine right now. Like at home, it's not easy to do. It's you got to find like it doesn't take a long time either. Yeah, but you got to have like a rubber floor. Mm-hmm. You got to have you have a rubber floor. Your building is literally a rubber floor. Yeah, you're right. You're you, all you would all you would need <laughs> is boxes. To all you would need is a bar and some, um, you know, some like weight. Oh, pop- I, think Olympic Olympic I think that's for no. I think that's for two seventy five. It's like Olympic lave. Olympic weight. Go to like roguefitness.com. Boom. There it's bare. It's there by the Good time point. you get home. Well, you have some bumper plates at the office too. That not enough though. We no. don't have enough. Right. Zito, I, I don't have enough weights. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, am I going rogue? What? R O G U E. Roguefitness.com is one option. I'm sure there's others. But that one, I walked into that place in jorts very hungover hadn't oh, yeah. done it in like a year or two and just put 275 on and just did it like three times i'm on a porn so. website oof, oof, oof. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Show's over. Have a great weekend uh, from all of us here. Hope the game last night was awesome. Matt, thank you so much, man. Anytime, guys. Good little you. co-host, Matt Hasselbeck. I feel like I learned a lot about the Vikings there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got to go watch some film on them, figure out what's going on. Thank you. I know what's going on. Kirk I'm, Cousins. I'm going to stink. I'm gonna, He's out. I'll break it down. Stooge for, and sell Stop. Stop it. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm seriously going to go, because of this, I'm going to go break down the Vikings and on Sunday NFL Countdown this week, sometime between 10 a.m. and 1 p.m., I'm going to break down what's going on. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, awesome. Hey, don't let us persuade you at all. We just <laughs> think that Kirk Cousins stinks. That's terrible. Do quarterbacks reach out to you? Mm, quarterback coaches do. I don't know if quarterbacks do. Kickers and punters reach out to me. It's kind of interesting. The kicker-punter bond is as strong as any bond I know. It's like the cigarette smokers bond. It's like, <laughs> you know, like people you never, ever thought. Or like dippers bond. Like, oh, can I share with you? Hey, like, bud, let me yeah, bomb one. Totally. Come on. yeah, 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 exactly. Hey, pal, you need to drop the ball flatter. That's why you're fucking embarrassing. That's... It's like the conversation you're going to have with uh, the ah, That mustache. I can't believe he shaved that. I'm going to tell him, I hope you have a great night. I, I think you're going to bomb some balls. Oh, but we got to go. We got to go. We yeah, gotta I got to now. Yeah, we got to cool. the game. See ya. All right. Happy Friday. Have a good weekend. Peace. Ladies and gentlemen, today has been a fantastic time. We are so thankful that you chose to listen to us. And it's Friday. You're feeling good. Why not take a little trip down to deal-dash.com. Buy yourself some bids. And win some auctions on some incredible stuff at incredibly good deals. This is the way it works. All auctions start at $0. There's all types of shit on DealDash.com, too. You can get a television on there. You can get a good set of knives on there. You can get an iPad on there. All these things are up for auction. They all start at $0. Each bid that is placed raises the price by .01. That is one penny per bid. So if you get on an item and there's not a lot of bids happening, whammy, guess who's the fucking winner? You are. We are. DealDash.com is handing out deals at a rapid rate. To start bidding, you need to buy some bids to your account. You obtain bids by purchasing bid packs. Bid packs come in various sizes, such as 200 biddies. Bids are on sale this week between $0.12 to $0.15 per bid. Each time you place a bid, one bid is removed from your bid balance. When you run out of bids, you can either buy more bids or use the Buy It Now option to purchase the item at the Buy It Now price and get all your bids back from the auction. Go get yourself some bids. Get out there and start bidding. And get yourself some incredible deals on incredible items at DealDash.com. And right now, for listeners of this show, you can go to DealDash.com and get 100 bids with your first bid pack purchase. Go to DealDash.com, enter code America now, and start bidding today. Remember, there's a 90-day money-back guarantee, and shipping is always free. DealDash.com, the place to go to win auctions, to get great deals, and buy all types of random shit. Go buy a bid pack and get bidding today. Code America to get an extra 100 bits with your first purchase of a bid pack. We all love biddies. Get out there and start bidding with DealDash.com. Ty Schmidt, hit the music. My friend.
Come on and sing my song 